0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash impact.
1: For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash media.
0: This week's Law Marathon winner is Nicole Mazur of Washington, D.C. Nicole will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com.
2: I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and John Marco So racy. And these are their stories.
1: You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, Law and Order. Their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories,
2: the podcast about network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspire their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit Season 20, Episode twenty-two. Dis.
1: No one deserves what happened to you. There's a whole world on Twitter that would disagree with you. What do you mean? Justin and R.B. Banks are in a diss war. They badmouth each other in their raps. I and mean, they don't mean nothing by it, you know, it's just... But there's some fans out there who take the whole thing seriously.
2: Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy, hello, Rebecca. Thanks for having me back, Kevin. And rounding out our panel is our special guest from the Downside Podcast. It's comedian John Marco. So racy, hello, John Marco.
1: Hello, happy to be here. This is the closest I've I've ever got to being on Law and order. So, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I know that you uh, are in the entertainment business, and I'm sure that at times you've spent time in New York, maybe thinking when Dick Wolf is going to give you that call.
1: I it was once, I was living uh, in Harlem and I was uh, in my room, no bed frame on a mattress, eating cereal. And I heard from outside, they went, action! And I looked out my window and they were filming an episode of Law & Order, and maybe you have already covered it. It's like some guy was in a Santa costume and he got tackled by the 125th subway <laughs> stop. And uh, uh, I just thought, God, this business is in my face. It's surrounding me, and I can't get a line.
2: <laughs> I mean, you just walk on, right? Who they don't know who the extras are, really? Are they counting them?
1: Yeah, and these days well, with a lot of actors, uh, there's a channel called Investigation Discovery, and it's yes. like it's all a murder all the time. It's it's uh, it's in like Law and Order. They, they don't they don't obfuscate what it's about. They just get like an interviewer to break it down, and then they have non union actors getting paid fifty dollars a day, maybe twenty five. Just like recreating with no script, doing the stunt work, pretending we're cops. I I, I pushed someone's head into a, a, a drywall. And she got paid $20 <gasps> for that. And then pizza. Uh, that That's the new kind of uh, uh, crime thing all the actors start out in.
3: And then pizza. John-Marco, I hate to break it to you, but sometimes we have been those narrators on those stupid investigation sure. investigation Yeah, discuss. our books, yeah. <laughs> I
1: hope you're getting paid more than me. I hope you're getting paid more than me.
3: Nope. We got paid nope. nothing. Uh, I, was in,
1: I, was in, I was in a show called Over My Dead Body. They really, yeah. they really, they go all out with these titles. And I was in Ireland for some reason. And someone in Ireland said, oh, my God, I've seen you on this, on, uh, Over My Dead Body. And I was like, I should have gotten at least 50. If we're airing in Ireland, yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. Not fair.
3: My favorite was talking to the one recreation actor who's playing the murderer in one of the episodes we did. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you should be the murderer. He's like, this is nothing. Last week, I was a child molester. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. And that was a big gig. He called his
0: parents. They said, Mom, Dad, you
1: won't believe it. I'm going
0: to be a child molester on TV. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just on TV. <laughs> hey, John Marco, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team?
1: Favorite Law and Order Detective Team. Jeff Goldblum did it for a chunk, right?
2: Yeah, for criminal intent.
1: Yeah. So for me, I get Jeff Goldblum a lot in a, mmm, I, uh, uh Santa <laughs> tackled at the subway stop. Mm, was it the unemployed actor in the, the upstairs building? Yes.
2: Good pick. And who is your favorite prosecutorial team?
4: Favorite
5: line order district attorney prosecutorial
1: team. Uh, Sam Levinson? Waters. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him. Who, who is he with? Because he's just, I, again, that's, that's the perfect age where I watched it with my dad. And uh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the teams that I'm going to love.
2: Yeah, he's with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. SVU Season 20, Episode 22, Dis. Pop superstar Dallas is found severely beaten in her home. Her abusive husband and noted rapper Snake is having a concert at the same time, but he cuts the show short when he spots his old friend, Finn Tutuola, who's come to give him the
4: news. I ain't never laid a hand on my wife. Then why did the police go to your house twice over domestic disputes? You know, someday when you get yourself a woman... We'll see if you don't yell every now and then. So that's all you did, man? Scream? You too? the hell happened to you, B? I'm just trying to find out why you guys were arguing.
2: While Dallas lies in a coma, Finn and Carisi learn Snake's got anger issues that he uh, deals with by going to a place where he can beat up mannequins with a sledgehammer. That's good enough for an arrest, I suppose. When Finn sees Snake's mom, Joe, uh, she goes all Charlie Murphy and slaps him across the face. (laughs) Liv is like, what in the wide world of sports is going on here? Finn reveals that as a teen, his mom was murdered by gangbangers and he was taken in by Joe and Snake. So they're like family. When Dallas wakes up, she says her attacker wore a mask and gloves, but she verifies Snake's alibi. She says her husband has been in a diss war with rival rapper B.D. Banks. Rollins spots an Instagram post where you can see the access code to the family's front door. When rumors hit the paper that Banks was the one who assaulted Dallas, Finn and Olivia break up a planned drive-by shooting by Snake. When they take everyone in, Banks says... The bitch got what she deserved. All right, here's another horrible example of SVU attempting to open with a piece of performance.
1: On. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this isn't as bad as when they try to do Riverdance. <laughs> but uh, we think we're seeing a hot black chick being pulled over by a bunch of horny white cops. But it's just a music video for Dallas's new single, fire
3: yes the music sucked though (laughs) yes
2: apparently shazam does not recognize fire Uh, no one followed through i'm putting that up on spotify
3: oh so
2: it's too bad we won't be able to get it
3: i really wish there was a law and order bad art spotify playlist because there's so many oh
1: that'd be so fun
3: there are so many shitty Fake pop songs that this show has written or like put on the air, like
2: it's, when the victim was the ballerina and they have to open with some weird version of Swan Lake,
3: crappy dancing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's I
1: feel like though the target audience of *Blondie*, they're, they're they're listening to that song and they're like, "Yeah, that's 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 my daughter's favorite song." I know that song. My daughter always sings that one. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, Snake's world tour has taken him. Ten blocks north of his house, to the Apollo Theater.
1: Yeah, that's right
4: where I live.
2: I want to know how do they fill that entire Apollo Theater for this TV scene? I mean, the upper balcony too. It was
3: filled. I have a theory. What is your theory? That something else was happening that night, and then they also shot the scene there. That's my that's theory, America. You that's missed smart. your chance.
1: <laughs> Listen, I've done something similar. I had to audition for a movie where I was playing a stand-up comedian and I just did the lines in the middle of my set, you know, with with uh, with a camera. So the, so they go like, oh, my God, this this guy auditioning, he got a whole audience from the, the tape. And really, I just snuck it in there so I could see them doing that for sure. Maybe maybe Ice-T performed a little, you know, he's he could draw an audience.
2: So Carisi, uh, who Snake refers to as Wonderbread, <laughs> wants to know why in the middle of the song, Snake heads over to the wings and pulls Finn onto the stage. And he says, well, they grew up together, but I haven't seen him since I was 16. And I look exactly like I did now that I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do now that I did that. I was wearing my three-piece suit, looking like a banker with a long ponytail. It's. I haven't changed a bit.
3: Yeah, I want to know what he was planning to do with him when he pulled him out of the stage. <laughs> I, like... You know, you wanted. We all
1: wanted him to do a little, a little rap. You know, it's like it's, it's. He can have a surprise backstory. Why not use that? Then he had a backstory. Ah, I tried it. I was no good, and then he can bust it out. Let's see his skills,
2: John Marco. If you saw someone from junior homeroom, would you pull them up on stage and do two-person improv with them?
1: Well, you clearly have not seen my act because that's pretty much all I do. I, I look at the audience and say, "Anyone I know, please come up here." I don't have any jokes. I, I think it would be cool, but no, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, and it's pretty crazy. He decided to tell him the news on stage, as opposed to let's have this song. Let's wrap this song up real quick.
2: I don't want to yell this in your ear.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. And I don't know what Snake thought was going to happen. His friend was wearing a police badge on the outside. (laughs) How did he think this crowd was going to respond to him bringing an actual cop? He obviously didn't see
2: the Doors movie. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing better on TV than we get to see Ice-T slapped in the face by an old woman.
4: Joe, haven't seen you in a long time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and after that she said keep my son's name
3: out your fucking mouth too soon Kevin too soon? way it's too, too fucking soon.
2: soon the Oscars are here it's you know
3: it's yeah it's that time I just would like to just
2: for once you know someone like Ice-T to go I'm going Method do not swing and miss. <laughs> Bring it right on. On the cheek. So it's technically not a retcon, but Finn reveals to live that he grew up with Snake and Joe because when he was young, his mother was killed in a shooting meant for his father.
4: They shot at us when we came out of the local bodega. Me and my pops went untouched. My mother died in the street on the corner of Adam Clayton Powell 116th
1: Street.
2: I'm so sorry. And Liv is like, 20 fucking years and you're just telling me this now?
1: <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking. I was like, does, every, does everything, this is a huge reveal, huge character development out of nowhere. No one's ever asked him about his family.
3: She's like, I tell everybody that I'm the product of rape on my first day meeting them. <laughs> and like, she's like, I've told victims that literally two seconds after I meet them. And I've never known this about you. It is pretty wild.
2: If I grew up, I don't know, like with Kenny Loggins in my house, I would have eventually mentioned, <laughs> by the way,
1: if, if you do something shitty or, you know, you, you forget to pick your friend up at the airport, eventually you'd be like, I'm sorry, it's the anniversary of my mom's death in a couple days. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So you would have brought it up as an excuse at the very least.
2: Yeah, I got to go visit that bodega. Pay my respects. (laughs) In fact, he said his mom died in front of a bodega at Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard and 116th Street. There is no bodega there. Uh, There is the Urban Gourmet Deli. You looked it up. The Perfect Eyebrow Threading Salon and the office of Reverend Stephanie Wilde, spiritual
3: advisor and psychic medium. What do you think the Urban Gourmet Deli is, Kevin? That's a fucking bodega.
1: <laughs> I lived around there. It just means a bodega with, they, they have lettuce in stock. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just an excuse. It's, it's just, because I lived, I lived uh, not far from there. I lived on, as a, oh, uh, I lived across the New Whole Foods on Malcolm X Boulevard, which is what, uh-huh. you know, he would have wanted, surely. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think they just rebranded all the bodegas to a Health food Superstore uh, Kiwi Lettuce just for people like me to be like, ooh, this seems so Wow.
2: <laughs> Kiwi and a bunch of random iPhone charges. It's great, yeah. With think, some boner pills. Good, thank God.
3: Good. And some loose tampons. Loose, oh, God. Uh,
2: I think it's great, though, that there's like a psychic who's like there at that corner. It's like, oh, I'm getting a message from Finn's mother. She says, the whole damn family didn't need to go out and get milk. <laughs> Alright, let's take a look at our cast.
0: It's
1: our very special guest star,
2: Mr. Snoop Dogg. Yay! He's playing Crazy. uh RB banks or BR Banks. He's playing banks.
4: I don't mean to be rude, but I got things to do and I got way more customers before I get to you. Now beat it
2: you can believe it, Snoop is a primetime Emmy winner for the 2022 Super Bowl halftime show. I thought
3: you were going to say for this. <laughs> no, for,
1: for this. Wow.
2: <laughs> no, he really did stretch, though.
1: Snoop, how did, how did you get in the mind of a, of a rapper in a sound studio? That was so natural.
2: <laughs> Playing
3: music that sounded exactly like Snoop music, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, he was also a
2: nominee for the Adult Video News Awards for Best Non-Sex Performance. In Hustler's Diary of a Pimp.
3: Wow, he's never been nominated for any of those shows he did with Martha Stewart, though, eh? No, no. Well,
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think if we he got—he certainly didn't win anything. Uh, he owns a car. He calls his Snoop DeVille, <laughs> and because he, uh, with his barbecue, he calls it the Snoop to Grill. <laughs> <laughs> and the D O Double G has a man on on staff that he pays fifty thousand dollars a year simply to roll his joints. Yeah. He's got his mind on his money and his money on his mind. His business ventures include Snoop Dogg branded hot dogs, mm. Snoop Dogg, Snoop, Snoop Scoop's ice cream, yeah. and he partnered with Dunkin' Donuts for a breakfast sandwich, which was a Beyond Meat sausage patty served with cheese between a sliced, glazed donut. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isn't the donut part sort of like <laughs> like cancel out the Beyond Meat part?
2: Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I like sugar plants.
1: <laughs> and he's a, he's, he's a skinny guy. I mean, I don't know how Snoop gets aware. He's been a skinny guy his whole life. You can tell. That guy can eat yeah, whatever yeah. he wants. Yep. And, you know, you want to eat. If you're going to get that stone of $50,000 a year just for joints, you want to eat some good food to go with that, too. Yeah.
3: yeah. The best part is too. He's got kids who are like elite athletes, right? Doesn't he have like a kid who's like a baseball player and a yeah. kid who's like a really good football player? Like they obviously learned from dad. Right?
1: <laughs> That's not what they learned from dad. Well, they they got it. They got to work out because for breakfast every morning they're eating Beyond Burgers covered in donuts. They're like, well, we better learn how to run.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> so we have a hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's.
4: That guy.
2: Can you name the actor playing Snake?
5: It's a rage joint. It's for release. It's better than taking pills. But see you?
4: You wouldn't know nothing what it's
1: like to be my life. Not for real, for real. You know what? I was trying to place it the whole thing, and I, I don't know who it is. Who is it?
2: Recognize it? know. Nope. It's Orlando Jones. What? Yeah, his breakthrough was in the commercial uh, with the tagline, make seven up yours. That's
3: Orlando Jones. That's it looks like Orlando he like, does Jones. not wow. like Orlando Jones in this. Like, I know who wow. Orlando Jones is, and I did not recognize well, him. Well,
2: he's been having a lot of those Beyond Meat
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: breakfast sandwiches, I guess.
3: He's aged. I'm yeah. just going to say it. He has aged.
2: Yeah, he's had roles in Office Space, Sleepy Hollow, Mad TV, American Gods, and Rebecca's favorite movie, Drumline.
3: Yes, he was the conductor in Drumline. Yes, one of my all-time favorite movies. I am not embarrassed about that in any way. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Is it really for good? me?
1: I saw it when I was like, you know, when I was eight. Is it a good movie? It's,
3: it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's got All Zoe right. Saldana in it. It's got Nick Cannon. You know, before he had eighty-seven kids. Oh, Nick Cannon.
1: I'm sold. Forget it. Don't even <laughs> <say> it <anymore. laughs> uh,
2: he was also in a movie called House of D. Which I'm really glad wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> we have a Hey, It's That Girl.
3: Hey, it's that girl.
2: Did you spot who's playing Dallas Monroe?
3: No. Is it going to be somebody super famous that I'm gonna be very embarrassed about?
2: I don't think so. Um, that's Amber Stevens West. He was wearing a
1: mask and gloves. And that's when I ran to get the gun from behind the bar.
2: She is the daughter of DJ Shadow Stevens. What? American Top 40, remember that? No, I do remember
3: Shadow Stevens, yeah.
2: John Marco was six when that was on <laughs> the radio, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I Amber played Ashley for four seasons on ABC Family's college comedy, Greek, and she was the love interest Maya in the sequel, 22 Jump Street. Wow. Also, Rebecca, I think it's time to finally retire this bit that we've done. Because I want to end on a high note. Amber was the winner of the uh, foot fetish site WikiFeet's Best Feet for 2017.
3: Oh, no one's going to beat that. No. That's like wow. the Oscars of foot fetish. Yes.
1: I've, I've, I'm on one of those sites. I got a Google alert one day and someone had taken an <laughs> Instagram picture. I wasn't even focused on my feet. And they, they, you know, I don't think I got a good rating. I think I got a 3.5 out of 5 stars or whatever system they had. Wow. That's respectable. That's respectable. That's
2: not bad. Was it barefoot? Was it? Yeah, that's respectable. Would you have socks on or was it?
1: No, no, bear. I always Listen, I get a little risque online sometimes and I'll take those socks off. Whatever will give me a couple of new followers.
2: Oh, man, that, that's respect. I, you know, this is game recognizing game right here. Who played Snake's mom, Joe?
5: Where's your loyalty? Do you
3: really believe that my child could do that? She did look familiar.
2: Her name is L. Scott Caldwell. She's best known as a deputy president cool in the movie The Fugitive and as Rose Nadler from Lost.
3: Yes, that's where she's from, from Lost, of course.
2: Yeah, she was uh, in that show later reunited with her husband, Bernard, who'd been in the tail section in the bathroom when the plane crashed. Can you imagine that? Your wife is in that part of the plane and you're in the back and you're missing on the island for 50 days. Hmm. On Lost, Rose had cancer that just went away
3: when they were on the island because yeah. that's what happens and guess what that plot point was never tied up <laughs> just like everything else on <laughs> oh
1: man but how much fun was it how much fun was it when you thought it was going to get tied up you thought Ooh, exactly. I can't wait what a feeling what a feeling it's gonna
3: be amazing when we know what the smoke monster is wah 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 <laughs> sure why is the polar bear
0: we should have known. We should have known that you can't talk to a
1: smoke monster, a polar bear, and curing cancer just by being on an island all at once.
2: No, or a plane full of uh, Jesus statues that are made out of heroin. <laughs> it got weird. Can you give me the name of the man playing that photographer that snake punched in the face? No, no idea. That's Marty Grabstein. Six Law and Order universe appearances. He's known as the voice of courage. Encourage the cowardly dog.
1: The fuck? No way! You now you want to be a celeb? You got to put up with dicks like me. But I hope Dallas is okay, right? Her face is a lot prettier than mine. You don't know Courage? It's a it's a famous uh, Cartoon Network show uh, with a, a dog who's who's scared of everything and his old. old
3: <laughs> <laughs> so his name does not match his personality. Is that what it? I'm... It exactly matches his personality.
2: <laughs> it's kind of a more subversive take on Scooby Doo. Uh, You know, with the ghosts and the monsters, and it's considered to be actually the scariest kids' cartoon ever done. Really? Yeah, Yeah. they're doing. It is scary. Yeah, imagine like before Scooby and Shaggy like pulled the mask off the guy, like he was like fucking Poltergeist. Yeah,
1: the monsters are real. The monsters are real. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Who was sharp enough to spot the actor playing Officer Clark? That's the guy in the uh, music video with the mustache.
1: (laughs) Make sure to frisk her for drugs. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> didn't recognize him. No. All right. No. All right. That's that's Michael Seatuck. He's got bit parts in several tv series but rebecca you might remember him from your favorite new television series the foods that built america oh
3: my god that fucking show it's the funniest show on television john
2: carl in case you haven't seen it this is a series from the history channel and it's you know stories of restaurants and food products and sort of like their chef background. boy rd yeah but <laughs> but because it's the history channel they tell it with the solemnity of like their world war Two documentaries <laughs> It's like, soon a shortage of flour would threaten the very existence of Oreo cookies.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's the best. And the recreations, they'll show like the 40-year history of Kraft macaroni and cheese, but the people in the recreations never age or change their clothes. It's incredible.
2: (laughs) He played Jim McElmore, the founder of Burger King. Oh, But would they have it their way? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, he's not the only actor in this episode to appear in that show. I'll point out uh, the guy who played the LMZ reporter, the one guy who threw the microphone and said, is it Snake? Was it Snake? No, no comment. His name is Matthew Donovan. He played Fred Boer. He was the scientist who figured out how to stack Pringles.
3: <laughs> it took like
2: a chemist. He was a chemist to figure that out.
3: John Marco needs to get on one of these shows stat. They pay in pizza.
1: <laughs> sure. Listen, I, I would love to. I'm trying to think what product I could see doing like a SpaghettiOs. I feel like I, no. it's founded by some Italian
3: guy. The Taco Bell episode was epic. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
2: But what would they do with six million tennis ball canisters?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> John Marco, did you happen to recognize the actor playing Dallas's manager, Bill?
1: I did not. As long as you're shaking that booty while you're talking, I'm good. All
2: right, I thought you might, though, because you shared the screen together briefly. That's Zach Jaffe, the businessman that uh, J-Lo in the girls role in Hustlers. You had a part in that movie. You played
1: Man with Glasses. Man with Glasses. Uh, uh, yes, I, 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 uh, I was in the scene. J-Lo hits on me and I go, "Oh, I can't, but th- this was what? fun. What? I-
3: what? Fuck. You were in Hustlers?
1: I was not Hustlers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easier to get into a J-Lo movie than Law and Order these days.
3: Uh, that movie also for me it's like a top 10 movie for me i think that movie is a 10 out of 10 i love it congratulations
1: i feel like your top 10 list must be the most unique in the entire world i don't think anyone it is based on drumline and hustlers (laughs) that is uh you're you're like the godfather awful
2: you got to push away ben affleck's slam piece (laughs) kevin yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) By the way, uh, Rebecca, in case you didn't know this, J-Lo, five stars on WikiFeed. (laughs) Uh, Dallas says her husband had been in a diss war with uh, B.D. Banks on his most recent album, Banks rapped, Come at me again. I'm going to sidestep you. Teach that black
4: Taylor Swift wife of yours a lesson.
2: Dude, that doesn't even rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) How about a lesson or two? (laughs) That would rhyme. It would complete the couplet.
3: (laughs) This is a recurrent reference. Black Taylor Swift. I I love it.
2: What are the what are what is the sex police doing? What are they doing? Rollins is checking out her Instagram account and Carisi's there transcribing the lyrics. (laughs) To the latest single from BD Banks. Wait a second. <laughs> Although I said calling her a, a, a black Taylor Swift is a pretty good burn.
3: I don't know. I feel like Turkish is like, what's wrong with Taylor Swift? <laughs> Why would that be an insult? <laughs> My nieces love Taylor so, Swift. My
2: nieces love her. You know how much money she makes in one year? She is so great.
3: She can do country. She can do pop. Have you seen that 10-minute version song in that video? That's about Jake Gyllenhaal, you know. <laughs> Just shake it off, all right?
2: They questioned Banks in his studio and the establishing shot... We clearly see the smoke rising from a quote cigarette burning in an ashtray. Can Snoop not go that long without hitting a blunt?
1: It's it's got to be in his contract. That's his brand. You know he's got to be high. And I'm sure it wasn't even one of the props. He just had it, and he said, "I'm going to keep this in the frame." And they said, "Listen, Snoop, we're just so thankful you're here. That's a big that's a big get,
2: Snoop Dog. It is. It's a big joint too. It was. I think you know a lot of actors bring their assistants on. He's like." Hey, I'm paying this guy a lot of money to roll my joints, <laughs> so he is coming with me. And that is not a Snoop Dogg impression. I, I'm just saying, I know it's, really it's be not, really but powerful. it
3: sort of sounded like you were for a second. I was oh, looking. no, I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your actual voice, to be clear. Yeah.
2: So while they're staking out Banks' place, Liv asks... You know, how did it get to this level? And Finn says...
4: All the Bentleys and private jets, and it's still hard to get past disrespect.
2: You know what that is? Sweet
1: wisdom from Finn.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you, all this made me wonder about ice teas beefs that he's had. Apparently, he's had a feud with Jay-Z. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it was something about... He thought he should have got a shout-out at the end of 99 Problems. Really? Yeah, and so they made up. (laughs) Apparently it wasn't that big a deal. He had a beef with Soulja Boy in 2008 over a mixtape. Don't really ask. I don't don't get it. He and LL Cool J have had a beef for years. Wow. Tell me
3: everything. Well,
2: Lady Lover said that he was the greatest rapper of all time, and T said he had to rep. They made up, I guess. They, they, made up. they met in Monte Carlo of all fucking places. <laughs> Shook hands. It's like water in the fridge. These, these,
1: the, these are some of the lamest beefs I've ever heard in my entire life. You didn't say my name at the end of the song. You said you were the best. That's insane.
3: It's so funny, too, to think of, like, Ice-T and LL Cool J having beef when, like, they're both on, like, primetime shows that, like, mostly old people watch, right? <laughs> it's so funny. They're like, what's beef? Uh- <laughs> He's like, I'm on NBC and you're on CBS.
2: <laughs> uh, the craziest feud Ice-T ever had was with Amy Mann of Till Tuesday. What? Yeah, uh, she criticized his acting and he replied on Twitter, hey, At Amy man, Stop worrying about my acting, bitch. And worry about (laughs) your whack-ass music.
4: (laughs) God damn.
2: And in the meantime, eat a hot bowl of dicks. Uh, Wow. Wow. Hush,
3: hush. Says the sex cop. Jesus Christ, God, that would accelerate accelerated quickly. The sex cop saying, eat a bowl of dicks, though. Wait, it's a hot bowl of dicks. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know, is that worse? Like, have a cold
1: bowl of dicks.
2: <laughs> These dicks have been around so long, they've just gone cold. And you have to eat them like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hot, hot, hot makes me feel like it's like fresh off, fresh off the person. So you were like, you really yeah. wanted that bowl. You're like I can't put this away for later. I got to eat it right
0: now. Hot. Yeah, (laughs) or
2: it's right out of the microwave. So be careful. The bowl itself is really hot. You know, (laughs) it's retarded. Oh, sorry. It's not microwave safe. John Marco, there was this scene where we find out that the way Snake blows off steam is he goes to this place where everybody wears safety goggles and smashes plates and mannequins.
0: You make it sound so trivial.
4: Snake comes here
0: under a student. I'm sure. He rents our deluxe room.
4: What do you get with a deluxe room?
0: A dummy, male or female. Some people rent Donald, others Hillary.
1: How much for Bo? I was offended by the scene because I have done a rage room. I did a rage room for my thirty-fourth birthday, where for I went real? into one of those rooms. Oh yeah, it's in Brooklyn. Ten dollars, you get ten plates. Uh, Twenty bucks, you get a printer. Uh, unfortunately, they were all under my dad. But it's just like whatever you can imagine, they have it there. And uh, you get bats, you get a crowbar. And you just, the idea that just doing that, you're like, oh, okay, you're a murderer. You're the opposite <laughs> of a murderer. You're such, you're such a loser. You're like, I want to break things. But I, I want it to be approved and to pay money to do it and to be in a safe space with a helmet. You are the last person that's going to murder somebody. What did that woman say? She's like, this is 10 times effective therapy. That's what
2: this is. Yeah, 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 Is it BYOB? Bring your own breakables.
1: Bring your own. I think you, I doubt it. I doubt you could bring anything. It's probably very specific. What? So they just
3: happen to have a mannequin that looked just like his wife. That was, that was like the thing. It's yeah. like, I would like the Dallas mannequin, please. The Dallas mannequin. <laughs> like would you, would
1: you like, would you like the black Taylor Swift or the white Taylor Swift? We have those here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. When Finn is confronted by Joe after this arrest, uh, she says,
5: how could you, how could you arrest my baby without so much as a phone call?
2: And I'm thinking, how could he arrest your baby without so much as a shred of probable cause?
3: Exactly. No shit. It's
2: like you beat up a mannequin. Oh, here come the cuffs. <laughs> when,
1: when, when, I, when, I, when I see in the, in the interrogation room, when I see shows him the phone like we got you, man. It is, it is a crazy, it is crazy. And then he acts like, fuck, they got the video of me hitting the top. <laughs> I'm so fucked right now.
2: Oh, my, my secret shame. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ. Take that, Amy, man. <laughs> Does anybody believe for a second that, like, a star of the caliber allegedly of, like, Jay-Z or whatever would be sitting in that room for a minute without a lawyer?
1: Or would have a building that required a four-digit code to get into the <laughs> entire building.
3: <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that's that's all that stood between you and
1: Beyonce. Boop, 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 boop. boop. That is not <laughs> enough security.
3: And yeah. your and your ring alarm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's going one, two, three, four. <laughs>
3: I have a question go ahead what the fuck kind of drive by is it when you drive by and do nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's like a stare by right they drove the car by uh, Snoop comes outside (laughs) she pulls his gun and uh, what's his face comes down rolls the windows down (laughs) and just drives by and stares it's like
2: a white guy fire like oh yeah you wanna you wanna
3: (laughs) oh don't don't make me I'll don't And and then all the cops run out as if something happened I'm like Nothing happened. I don't think anything was going to happen. This was the lamest drive-by I've ever seen. Were they going to back up? I mean, what was the it's a one-way fucking street?
2: The guy had a parallel park for it, right? <laughs> you know how difficult that is.
3: It's like
2: no permit parking. It's just it's a fucking it's pain like, in the okay, ass. Okay, now
3: we're going to go all the way around the block again.
2: <laughs> uh. And it's like, no left turn, no left turn. It's just like, it took us half an hour to get here. Like, take the shot next time. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Banks says he wasn't the attacker, but Olivia says video from his apartment shows his alibi is fake.
4: You really gonna make me do this? It's either that or you go straight to Rikers. Man, my ass is gonna fry if this gets out. What? It's up to you. I ain't touching. Okay. (sighs) All right, look, check it out. See, I can't use my bitch as an alibi because I wasn't with my Bitch.
2: Finn learns that Joe didn't get along with her daughter-in-law, Dallas, and fought over Snake's money. Rollins finds a $250,000 check made out to Vicky with the good hair, a hairstylist who says Snake's manager, gives her the money to stay quiet about a one-night stand. But that doesn't square because Snake's manager has been dead for years. Snake's gun found at the crime scene is traced back to the unsolved murder of Malik Harper 18 years ago. Amanda, who spends her whole day on the gram, apparently, notices the same bicycle in the background of Dallas's posts. The same bike Carisi remembers a young spectator riding the night of the crime. Benson grills Andreas Harper, who apparently beat Dallas because he was a stalker. That's when Finn puts it all together. Andreas is the son of Vicky and the late Malik Harper. He wanted to kill Dallas to make Snake suffer just like he did when Snake killed his dad 15 years ago. In the end, we find out Finn knew who the shooter was who killed his mom, but never acted on it. Even when the guy was killed on the street corner years later, he convinces snake to come clean on Malik's killing. And snake says, "Eh, ah, eh, eh, maybe. <laughs> so this episode is important. Uh, this is episode 456 of SVU, which ties it for the number of shows with the mothership. So the next SVU episode, this is truly when it becomes the dominant franchise. Yep. In the Wolf Universe, I also think this episode breaks the record for how many times they say bitch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's very feminist. Very feminist in every way. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I also don't agree with how the thing ended with you. I think he just didn't. I think he just let him go. I thought he just let him go at the end.
2: Yeah, it's like if you want to turn yourself in, you do it.
3: Yeah. But also, wasn't there a report saying that the gun belonged to him? Like the, the, the gun was tied to the murder? Are you
2: saying there are plot holes
3: <laughs>
2: in, a, in a law and orders? SVU you episode, come on. I
3: also love that Finn was willing to arrest him for beating up a mannequin, but not for a murder. Right.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. He was, like, he was like, dude, I cannot. If your mom slaps me one more time, I'm going down. <laughs> So I just had to love this one slide <laughs> uh, Snoop's
2: got a great line When Benson says like Oh I heard you confess So you're telling me Not to believe my own ears
4: What do I know Maybe you need a Q-tip
0: <laughs>
2: a Q-tip from Tribe Called Quest. Uh, one of the few rappers Ice-T did not have a beef apparently. <laughs> you know, by the way, nothing says maternal love like a mom who will pay your side piece to shut the fuck up. Now,
1: this inspired, was this inspired—was this partially inspired by the Beyonce-Jay-Z affair thing?
2: I think there, they're, that runs throughout this episode.
1: Yes. Because I take a spin class. It's been a while— but I took a spin class with with the woman who Jay-Z apparently uh, was was the woman with Rachel Yeah 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 she was the teacher With Becky with the good yeah. hair
3: her real name is yeah, Rachel
1: yeah and uh, she was a good spin teacher.
0: But <laughs> very
2: good, man. Yeah. By the way, this uh, Vicky, Vicky with the good abs here. When the cops confront Snake about the affair he's having with her, she, he said, turns to mom and says,
5: "Thirst is real, B. Oh, shut
2: up." Hmm. <laughs> but the affair wasn't real, right? Actually, yeah. We don't. That's no. No. Why? Really? She got paid off. Yes, because- we
3: do. Because he murdered her son's father right, right. <laughs> that's why the, see, the affair didn't happen he cops to an affair that didn't happen he he and his mom have come up with this whole he told his mom it was an affair she pays him off but oh, they so, both okay, know it's so, a fucking murder all right yeah yeah <laughs> do you think
1: that do you think that's what do you think that's what jay-z told beyonce at the time too just said look i wasn't cheating on you i murdered
3: her husband <laughs> it's okay <laughs>
1: don't be bad baby i swear i just murdered her husband a long time ago Before I met you, I murdered her
3: husband. Yeah, you can just make an album, wear some yellow, drink some lemonade, make an album. It'll be fine.
1: The way I
2: did it is I (laughs) left him in a car and blew it up walking the other way. (laughs) So the motive for the killing is Andreas wanted Snake to feel the pain that he did when his father died. So he stalked Dallas, waited for his moment, and tried to beat her to death. So Finn figures out that, like his friend, the millionaire rapper murdered a guy three decades ago, and he says, you know, you should do something about
4: that. you got to remember one thing, Jay. Everything you do in your past will eventually come back to bite you.
2: (laughs) And then peace is out. Yeah, because he's not going to turn him in because he's not a snitch. That's not how you do it on the street, right, John Marco?
1: (laughs) It really is. It really is the morality of of Ice-T on this show. It's it's really, uh, uh, he needs to sit down with someone. And his standards are just wildly different depending on the circumstance.
3: When Finn arrives at Snake's house at the end for that confrontation, he's like, beautiful place you got here. And I'm like, weren't you already there? It's like a lot of fucking continuity issues in this episode that I cannot wrap my head around. Weren't you upstairs
2: the intensive care ward we built in the bedroom? (laughs) There's a a ventilator. There was everything.
3: Yes. Like the not snitching part is like tangential to all of these other problems for somebody like me. Is it just me? No, I guess it's just me. It's just
1: you.
2: I would snitch on you in a
3: minute. I
1: respect the code.
2: Yeah, if you arrested him for that, uh, his mother would kick Finn in the nuts.
5: (laughs) Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire
0: knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
2: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
2: Well, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip From The Headlines.
1: You think you know who
2: did it. You think
3: you know who did it.
4: But you don't know who did it. You don't know
3: who did it.
4: Rip From The Plot points in this episode come from the October 2016 robbery of Kim Kardashian. The reality star was in France for Paris Fashion Week when a group of five masked individuals forced their way into her hotel suite at 2.30 in the morning. They put a gun to Kardashian's head, gagged her, and bound her hands and feet with duct tape, then placed her in the bathtub. The thieves ransacked her room and nicked $10 million in jewellery. When Kardashian wriggled free and screamed for help, the robbers fled. When news of the heist broke, production on Keeping Up with the Kardashians was halted. The press began questioning whether the hold-up had been staged as a publicity stunt for the TV show. A video surfaced of her talking on the cell phone she claimed was stolen, and no one could see any marks from the duct tape. Kardashian sued the publications, but when she dropped the suits, it only fueled further speculation it was all a hoax. Several months later, French police arrested 16 people in connection with the crime. The five intruders were between 60 and 72 years old and were dubbed the Grandpa Robbers. Six years after robbing Kim Kardashian at gunpoint, the suspects are still awaiting trial.
0: So I'm going to
2: correct Cy Freighter there for a second. I think a single plot point... I was inspired by this episode. Yes. Sometimes the internet lets you down when you're doing the research here. Uh, the one point I think is Andreas also used the victim's social media feed to monitor the location. Yes. There was a, you know, a break in, but that's about as far as it goes. The characters here are obviously thinly disguised versions of Jay-Z, Beyonce, uh, Becky with the good hair, who's also a spin instructor. There's even
3: Blue Ivy. Even Blue Ivy. (laughs) I would
1: would love, I would have loved a huge turn where Ice-T is like, no, you know what? I think it's, six 70 year olds who did this crime and they took a big <laughs> right turn. They go, they, they were the ones, they were not at the concert. I'll tell you that. So it's, right. we're gonna get
2: it's like, we had it's too late for me to drive home. I need somebody in my glaucoma.
3: I mean, it was so, I mean, they, they cast a woman who could play Beyonce in a movie about Beyonce. Yeah. And they're like, this is, this, this, it was 100%. It's even like their neighborhood. I mean, come on. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm like, she's even got Beyonce's feet. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about Kim anyway. Uh, so the guy who was arrested as the mastermind of the heist, uh, his name is uh, Eunice Abbas. He says that he doesn't feel sorry for Kim at all. He says she was just throwing her money away. So she's being, she's flashing it. She's kind of a symbol for extravagance. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
3: He tied her up and gagged her, and she's throwing her money away?
2: Well, hold on. Apparently, he told the court that he did not kidnap Kim Kardashian. And then he wrote a book titled, I Kidnapped Kim Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> his lawyer approved that right yeah
1: oh god that's like that oj simpson book I, I did not kidnap kim kardashian but if i had this is how i would have gotten <laughs> and here's some pictures from the incident too
2: i would have tied her up really good a little duct tape it's hard to not feel sympathy towards a crime victim but i think there's a lot of other emotions and perceptions tied up when it's somebody like Kim Kardashian. Not for right? me. Not for
3: you. I don't think that's fucking fair. <sighs> By the I don't. I actually, uh I'm not a Kardashian hater, okay? I'm just fucking not, and I think people who are Kardashian haters are bullshit snobs. Okay? Kim used to be my favorite Kardashian, now she's like my second or third favorite Kardashian. But I'm not a huge Kardashian lover either, to be fair. But
1: you you rank was, them. I mean you're enough to rank them. <laughs> I would have to take a second of to... <laughs> All right.
3: Courtney's Courtney's my favorite now. Yeah. They're like a mental floss. Courtney, Courtney is now my favorite, but Kim was attacked and kidnapped. And if you watch the episode of the Kardashians that they did after that event, there because they did they did mm-hmm. film. Yep, they just aired it way later. She was fucking traumatized by that event. It yeah. was bad. She was. It
1: was they, she was so traumatized. She was like, get the cameras in here quick while I'm traumatized.
3: They were just there. They were always right.
1: there. <laughs> they weren't there all the time, apparently. I do believe that uh, connected to this, that Kanye had a concert that he cut short because yes. of yes. this thing. And maybe, maybe they uh, kidnapped Kim Kardashian in future revenge for all the things Kanye was going to say a couple of years later, so oh, maybe right. that's really the motivation for this.
2: And then LL Cool J pulled him off the stage,
0: <laughs> tried to whisper in his ear, but
2: he had to yell it. You know, <laughs> he
1: said, "LL, come up here, come out here, let's have a
0: conversation
1: in the middle of the concert."
2: It's like, oh, no, maybe we should wait. I don't, you know, just costume change. Let's do that. Kim Kardashian says she was so happy that she was robbed because it helped her detach from material things. <laughs>
1: Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the big donation that came after that. What a what a lesson
2: she learned. She later uh, then purchased yeah. some of Princess Diana's jewelry.
3: <laughs> and just got a
2: $70 million Malibu oceanfront estate. Yeah. She also bought someone's Emmy Award yeah. and gave it to Kris Jenner.
3: Yeah. Okay. So that is not a thing that is true, that they are not, not attached to material things. And that's not a good thing about the Kardashians.
1: <laughs> she should have maybe spent more money on some security. That's where yes. my money would go after that. That's I, Maybe I'm wrong about the four-digit thing, given because how did they get in? How do you break into Kim Kardashian's place? That's
3: insane.
2: By the way, uh, John Marco, I have seen that video, and uh, this is not the first time someone gagged Kim Kardashian.
3: Oh, Oh, Kevin. uh,
2: Boo. That's going to do it for us. Boo. It was a hot bowl. Uh, I want (laughs) to thank our guest, John Marco Ceresi. John Marco, where can our listeners follow you online?
1: Find me everywhere. It's my full name, John Marco Ceresi, all the platforms. And then listen to my podcast, The Downside, with John Marco Ceresi.
2: And Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you?
3: Uh, I'm everywhere at Reb Lavoy, and I'm downloading that podcast right now. And you can track me
2: on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law & Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy, Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media.